having multiple different types of awards just goes to show that that there is kind of a uniqueness to digital employee experience that it that each company goes about it in a different way based on their you know company's vision their uh, their culture at their company and so I think it's a testament to how far along um, everyone has come in, in terms of the digital workplace and, the, and kind of the significance of it now, especially post-pandemic. That's part of the beauty of, of entering the awards and indeed getting benchmarked is the process that goes into writing that award to thinking about the areas that have progressed, you know, the different projects, the, the different aspects of the program and the people involved has that usefulness in a tool of reflection and also understanding you know what we've done well what's next today's episode of digital workplace impact felt like the perfect blend of sitting down for a chat with friends what the swedes call fika time and a special celebration our feature topic today was the 2022 digital workplace of the Year Awards. And joining me in the studio today were Elizabeth Marsh, DWG Director of Research and the Program Manager for DWG's Awards Program, alongside DWG member Christy Punch, who is a Senior Manager responsible for the engineering experience at Liberty Mutual. Christy was also an integral part of the awards program as a new judge added to the roster this year. Together, we three had a chance to celebrate and reflect on not only the 2022 class for the Digital Workplace of the Year Awards, but we also had a chance to explore a rich set of learnings and trends from the last six generations of the awards program. Join me now for a special treat in conversation with Christy and Elizabeth, who are insightful, inspiring, and always seem to add sparkle to my day. Oh, and also be sure to check the show notes for some terrific resources that Elizabeth spotlights in our wrap-up as well. Digital Workplace Impact is brought to you by Digital Workplace Group. Happy listening. Elizabeth, Christy, I am so happy to have a chance to connect with you both as part of what I think will be a fascinating chat about the Digital Workplace of the Year Awards. Welcome, welcome to the Digital Workplace Impact Podcast Studio. Hi. Thank you, Nancy. Thank you for having me. Elizabeth, I think it probably makes sense for us to start with a little bit of an origin story because I imagine that we'll have a mix of people listening to this conversation today. Those who know and follow DWG well, as uh, along with our awards program, but then also people who are hearing about it for the very first time, and I'm thinking about them in asking this opening question. So give us a little bit of context for the awards. Yeah, thank you, Nancy, and great to be here as well. So it seems hard to believe, but we're actually six years in to this award program, and I'm not quite sure where the time's gone. But when we initially put the awards program in place at DWG, it was really about being able to give kudos to the people in our industry who work so hard and, and so much goes on behind the scenes 
in creating uh, the kind of digital, digital experiences that we see in organizations. And so the awards are a way of, I guess, kind of punctuating that, that kind of process of um, delivering these digital environments and really recognizing both the organizations, but also the practitioners that, that really excel in this area and create well-executed, high-performing digital workplace environments. And we look across a range of different areas of practice. So it's not just about getting one thing right. Um, you know, we're looking at how ambitious is the strategy? Is there a kind of really robust governance uh, as a foundation? How effectively are the business cases articulated? Are the features really kind of exciting and groundbreaking? Do they make a real difference to people? And have they have the teams engaged users right through the process? And of course, not forgetting the business impact as well. So uh, with the awards program, it's very much at looking at all of those aspects. And we have a number of awards. Uh, firstly, the digital workplace of the year, which has been running across that, that whole six years. We also, a couple of years ago, introduced modern intranet of the year to really acknowledge the incredible intranets that are at the heart of the digital workplace. And we also have a program which is digital workplace leader of the year. And for us, it's very important to, to call out the people that are making a real difference in the industry. And these are people who are not only energetic and passionate about what they do and, and obviously successful, but they're also very generous. They're people who, who tend to share quite a lot in different, both in DWG circles and beyond, you know, in, in sort of conferences and, and online as well. So it's a, it's a moment of celebration in our year that we all enjoy and get a huge buzz from. And as we see the smiles and uh, joy of people receiving their awards over the years, that's, that's something that's really, really encouraging as well. And I should say, as part of that process, um, we always have a really incredible judging panel as part of this. And we've had some judges come back year on year. And these are people who are real experts in in the industry as well and of course we have christy punch who's joined the judging panel this year as, as part of our conversation today so that process of judging and and being able to you know look at the award entries but kind of mull over what are the trends that we're seeing what's happening in the industry what are we really getting excited about where is there a lot more work to be done? So we get the chance with the judging panel to, to, to look at those trends as well. Well, Elizabeth, I, I can tell you, having been part of the judging panel for the last couple of years, I think um, when you step into that role, it's a fantastic opportunity, not only to see what good looks like, but to get underneath those stories. And of course, we have one of the 2022 judges with us, Christy. So, of course, I have to bring you into the conversation, Christy, and ask you personally, what was the appeal for becoming a judge this year? And, and do share what you learned as part of that process, if anything. Yeah. So when you approached me with the opportunity to be a judge, I was thrilled. For me, it was a great opportunity to get a peek behind the curtain, if you will, to see some of the exciting things that different companies are working on in the 
digital employee experience space. Uh, I've, I've always been a big fan of with knowledge sharing um, with other companies and learning from what other companies are doing. So this was a great opportunity for me to learn from the entries. Um, but one of the things that's great about being a judge is it's almost like you're reading this large chapter book on digital employee experience because every organization is unique. Every organization um, goes about solving employee experience problems in different ways. So it's really fascinating to kind of read the different journeys and the processes that these companies go through um, in delivering that employee experience at their company. So for me, it was just a, a really great experience just to kind of dive into that and, and get to, to see all of these different, see all of these different great things that the companies are doing. And Elizabeth, of course, we're really anxious to dive into the learnings from 2022. Can you start us off with what some of the top line messages were from this year's circle of winners? Absolutely. How long do you have, Nancy? For <laughs> <laughs> you, as much time as it takes to dive into these great details. <laughs> so... I think where I'd like to start is is what we found around Digital Workplace of the Year. And there's some really fascinating stories coming out of this award. And they're stories that span not just one year, but, but many years. And we know, of course, a great digital workplace is, is, is a long-term investment and a long-term program. And that can feel like a big challenge when you don't see all of the fruit straight, you know, straight away, it takes time to realize those. Uh, and so, so our winner, our winner stories from digital workplace of the year, I think are a huge encouragement to people in the industry and I'm taking our winner this year, Fidelity investments. And we've seen them persist, you know, they've entered the awards over a number of years and have had a number of wins. And we've seen, I think back in 2020, they won for strategic vision. So that was a category award. In 2021, they won for associate experience, uh, another category award. And actually, we've seen the progression to where, of course, this year, they've won the overall award. And I think it's really exciting. And as I say, a big encouragement to organizations to see how they've delivered over that time they're clearly a team that really loves to learn. They continually raise the bar, you know, in terms of what they do and, and kind of what they're delivering. And so they've come back and, and taken that overall award. And, you know, for organizations thinking of entering Digital Workplace of the Year, who think, oh, my goodness, it's, it's such a lot to ask, you know, because we look at all of these different areas, whether it's strategy, governance, rationale, etc. But I think that... The fidelity example shows just how much you, you can kind of how, how much of a rewarding process can can be um, going right from you know setting out that ambitious vision putting it in a really impressive kind of operational model that's an, enabled them to deliver on that really you know this associate associate centric approach that they've taken very research driven and carrying that through and then also orienting themselves to the future so they're clearly not a team that's sort of resting on their laurels or, or feeling like 
they've achieved everything they want to and they, they're, they're looking at emerging technology and where to go next. So I just found that whole story very encouraging and also very dynamic as well. It speaks to me about an important strategy here that these awards are about telling a story and mm. you're never done when it comes to digital workplace transformation. And so when you look at the Fidelity story and, and some previous winners that I've happened to uh, uh, be exposed to in the past, there's almost an element of learning by doing because the process of the awards program actually prompts you to look at the story that you are telling, the elevator pitch around why your digital workplace is important to the organization, what impact are you achieving, and all the rest. And so the learn by doing message um, is, is part of what Fidelity achieved in Milestones. You talked about their strategy and vision win, and then about transforming the associate experience, and then that paved the way for them to win overall. So there was an element of spotting goodness along the way, and then that final validation that their program has reached a level of maturity and impact. That's pretty powerful, Elizabeth. Absolutely. And alongside that, of course, we had DBS Bank. And there's another story, you know, that goes across a number of years. And of course, they've spent many years investing in their digital workplace and have come into this award over, over a number of years. They've won Digital Workplace of the Year back in 2020. They've won Modern Internet of the Year. They've won Digital Workplace Leader of the Year. And this year, the Judges acknowledged them for not standing still, not resting on their laurels, and, and gave them a cutting edge category award. And it was great to see that because they're real pioneers and staying at the forefront of practice and continually pushing forward in the way that they are is, 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 is no mean feat, really. So it was great to see that they performed in that way and that real powerful set of capabilities that you know, make up the DBS Bank Digital Workplace has so many of the elements around it that we that we look for in benchmarking, that we talk about in research, uh, that comes again and again in meetings, whether it's a real creative vision at the top, you know, that multi-level governance. They've got very thoughtful and comprehensive user engagement and, and a real passionate future-oriented team. So I know that, that DBS Bank do rather take the breath away for our, for our judges, as I'm sure Christy would, uh, <laughs> would uh, attest to as well. Yeah, definitely. I was super impressed with DBS Bank. One thing that I really liked um, about their digital workplace vision, they had in their vision um, the comment, making work joyful. And that really stood out for me. Um, I saw kind of this theme across a lot of the the entries around more of a focus on well-being versus just the work and the employees, you know, getting work done. Um, there really was kind of this shift of taking care of their employees, really focus on the culture and making sure that um, employees have what they need just from a personal perspective versus just focusing on getting the job done. 
I, I have to say, Christy, that's such an important point. And I think had it not been for the pandemic, I'm not sure we would have gotten to this holistic way of thinking about employee experience. I think the pandemic really prompted us to think about the fact that people bring their whole selves to work, that um, especially when there were large pockets of people working from home at the height of COVID, suddenly there were external factors in play and, and people were juggling work and life in very different ways that they had before. Um, I remember distinctly having a conversation with an executive and her daughter burst into the room and said, I can't find my fairy wand. And suddenly, you know, this senior person is now trying to think about how do I balance this conversation when I know if I don't attend to this issue right now, I will not be able to carry on the conversation. And so it allowed authenticity from leaders to flow at the same time as uh, for organizations to think about the fact that the digital workplace needs to be not only a reflection of culture, but also an enabler of it. And part of that is thinking about the whole individual, not just making them productive, but figuring out what all the right tenants are so that they can, they can bring their best uh, in all ways to the workplace. Nancy, you're reminding me of some of the interventions we had from my puppy during during one of the lockdowns <laughs> in some of our meetings. <laughs> but yeah, as you say, if this this human element has has really come to the fore, and we've seen that in the wards over the last few years. And if I shift across to Digital Workplace Leader of the Year, uh, we see that particularly. And if I look at the themes of the category awards, we have things like empathy, change, creativity, employee first mindset. So that emphasis, you know, these are leaders who are highly competent, who are great at setting out a vision at influencing and all of the things you, you would expect when you think of leader. And so it's interesting that the, the things that really stood out for their awards were things like like empathy and i know last year it came up around uh, well-being as well and when we look at the winner this year christy litchford from campbell soup she's someone who really empowers the people around her to do great work and to really innovate and collaborate and and even when she was receiving the award what she was talking about was her team and the great things they're doing and I, I found that really very heartening uh, and inspiring, really. And, you know, when I look at the roster of winners from the Digital Workplace Leader of the Year, I would even say that um, they are also people who are artful disruptors in their organizations. I love that term. Ten years That's great, Nancy. <laughs> I'd say 10 years ago, um, Christy, because I know we've we've had some good history together. The heavy lifting came from technology because so many digital workplaces were homegrown in some shape or form. And in more recent years, because the richness of technologies has really started to kick in and there's a more explicit focus on improving the employee experience out of the box, if you will, more and more 
the role of a digital workplace leader is about making change happen, making change happen at the speed of technology coming out, moving at the speed of um, influencing how leaders need to share their messages and inspire people and uh, communicate their vision and strategy and enable the culture of the organization. And then, of course, um, supporting a level of organizational readiness so that employees are taking advantage of these capabilities to, to give their level best um, as part of turning up for work in, in whatever fashion that turns out to be, virtual, in-person, hybrid. We know the digital workplace touches all of these things. And so these leaders have to think about not only the voice of the process, the voice of the stakeholders, but also the voice of the employee in affecting change. And uh, that's quite a complex agenda. And to, to find these pockets of goodness, as I like to say, in these leadership stories that we can share on scale through the awards is really meaningful and inspiring to others, I think. Yeah, it's interesting that you say that, Nancy, because one of the other things that I noticed um, kind of a trend throughout the entries was this whole kind of conundrum of build versus buy. And I think that that's just a decision point now that there are so many technology solutions that are almost like, for lack of better words, intranet in a box, um, you know, solutions like Microsoft 365. So what's interesting is for the companies that do move in the direction of buy or, you know, get these big suites like Microsoft 365, the shift of the digital workplace team and their role, and it really becomes more around adoption, um, digital literacy, governance, um, and really allows more time, I guess, in a way, or more bandwidth to be able to focus on some of those things like well-being um, or even looking at sustainability. So it's just interesting to see the shift in kind of the role of the digital workplace team where you know, 10 years ago, you're just trying to figure out what the heck to build and, and working really closely with your technology partners and, and, and really building very big custom coded solutions where now you have these kind of plug and play solutions available to you. And so the role becomes more around how do we make these tools effective for employees? How do we help them use these tools in the right way? How do we help them find the things they need in these tools? How do we aggregate the experience to help help employees get to different tools? So it, it's no longer about the solution, but more it really is about the experience and thinking of, you know, what are those, those things that we need to, to do to help employees um, to really and make sure that experience is what they need day-to-day -day, um, in their jobs. Yeah, in relation to to Christie's points, there's this level of thoughtfulness among, that we see in, among the winners, uh, the kind of thoughtfulness and intentionality of, of, of some of the things they're doing. And in the context, we keep talking about this acceleration that's happened, of course, in recent years. Uh, I saw a statistic from McKinsey the other day that the COVID-19 pandemic has accelerated the digitization of business operations by about four years. It feels like more, 
but so various aspects kind of moving moving faster and yet there, there's the thoughtfulness and if we if we talk about sap who won modern internet of the year and have created this real true front door to the digital workplace through their intranet and, and show just how powerful that modern intranet can be. And what really stood out for me were some of those really thoughtful aspects in there. So for example, their focus around inclusivity, around accessibility. Uh, in one example, they were working with uh, a representative body uh, for people around disabilities, developing testing special features really working on the design not just being beautiful being responsive but also being accessible things like different contrast modes across different de de devices etc so i've been impressed by that that kind of thoughtfulness and you know going into things like they've put in place a governance framework that is really about placing a foundation where they can not just maintain, but they can evolve their, their modern intranet SAP one for the future as well. And, and making sure that different aspects of the organization are really represented uh, within that process as well. So, yeah. And, and thinking about other winners of the modern intranet, because we had quite a few that the judges felt were really worthy of category awards this year and those were quite wide-ranging in a way so we saw the acknowledgement for some of those foundations so we had the digital workplace management which went to, to abvi so you know to put in really good foundations around the strategy the governance the business case you know we we go over this again and again in in areas like benchmarking and just can't emphasize too much how important those are for a great intranet. And so we saw that. And then through to, for example, with Adobe, you know, real pioneers in the hybrid space through through their intranet, through their app, and really thinking, again, thinking quite deeply about how work works in, in the way that we're doing it now and how those tools could kind of uh, adapt to that as well. And then we saw examples around, you know, the culture with Estee Lauder. So, so really aligning with the culture, really amplifying uh, the culture as well. So some really, really interesting um, examples among them of great practice. And Christy, what stood out for you vis-a-vis -vis the modern intranet winners? Yeah, so um, Elizabeth kind of touched on this a little bit, but... Um, you know, when we, we look at um, the digital workplace today, it, you know, several years ago, it, a lot of people were very focused on, you know, one, one solution to meet all the needs. But now um, I think there's a recognition that there are so many different tools, digital tools and aspects to our day-to-day -day work lives that it's really more about focusing on the employee journeys in my new role with Liberty Mutual, that's something that uh, we're really very focused on is looking at that end-to-end -end experience and not necessarily being very focused on the technology or the solution or the tools. It's really about that journey. And so I've noticed in the entries, there's, you know, a, again, a trend around kind of taking that step back from being very solution focused and looking at 
that full user experience, that end-to-end journey. There were several entrants that did a lot of journey mapping. Um, I saw in um, some cases, some of the organizations actually embedding user experience um, aspects into their governance, into their um, processes, which was really nice to see. I really was pleased to see kind of that that shift and that focus on the person, the persona um, versus the tool itself. Um, that was, I was just really impressed with that. And I think um, DBS, for example, they actually have as part of their kind of governance model a what they call the Employee Journey Council, which is um, a group of um, a lot of their stakeholders and, and key partners. And that group was really highly influential in a lot of their decision-making, involved in a lot of the processes along the way and, and delivering some of their solutions. And so it's just interesting to see that focus on employee journey throughout these different entries. A really kind of a shift, I think, again, from where we may have been five years ago in this space. Hmm. And it's just those keen insights, Christy, that led to you becoming part of the judging panel because there's quite a lot of information to absorb across the three categories. And in some cases, we were splitting hairs trying to make decisions about (laughs) category winners and umbrella winners and that focus on really, you know, looking at what distinguished the leaders of the pack, so to speak, um, became critically important for us while we were at the judges' table, so to speak. Well, I think that having multiple different types of awards just goes to show that that there is kind of a uniqueness to digital employee experience that it that each company goes about it in a different way based on their you know company's vision their uh their culture at their company and so I think it's a testament to how far along um, everyone has come in in terms of the digital workplace and and kind of the significance of it now, especially post-pandemic. The fact that we, especially me personally, wanted to give everybody an award. I think uh, I was reviewing my judging comments um, earlier this week, and I think I kept writing, wow, yes, this is awesome. (laughs) had lots of um, exclamation points and things like that. So I just think it's such a testament that, you know, that we did have so many different types of awards because really there's no one size fits all solution when it comes to the digital employee experience. It's, it's really, you know, everybody goes about it in a unique way and that's, that's how it should be. Absolutely. And Of course, your role didn't end with the judging process. You were very much part of the heart of the award ceremony last (laughs) month. And so uh, those of us who who were there just loved your approach to making that uh, very personalized experience. And so tell us a little bit about what the award ceremony felt like for you coming in this time as a judge, as opposed to watching and listening the the circle of winners unfold. Yeah, well, um, you know me, Nancy, I never do things um, like everyone else. So I always have to, to be different in my approach, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so when I think award ceremony, I had to put on my sparkliest top, and um, I think I changed my background to like an award stage. Uh, but 
I, you know, I've been working remotely for gosh, 13, 14 years now. So even before the pandemic, and one thing I learned in working remotely is that, you know, you have to bring the fun. You have to create those moments to really connect with people virtually because you're not going to always have the face-to-face in-person interactions. So it's very true. And, um, certainly, you know, we, we all love your energy and, um, I suppose that's, that's why we've been so tightly connected for so many years. Elizabeth, let me bring you back into the conversation at the top of our chat you mentioned that the awards program just completed its sixth year. That's a pretty exciting milestone. And maybe we can take a step back from 2022 to talk a little bit about the bigger picture of learnings and trends over the years. Absolutely, Nancy. And we we published a report earlier this year, which is available for free download. There's 40 page reports and and this is where we got to dig into what we've seen in the awards so far those first five years and I must say it was a great honor to be able to do that and to really look at what are the themes and trends that we've seen over the years and and so and you can get that report and it's packed with examples of course of of these great achievers and one of the things that we included in that was a list of the digital workplace leader success factors and we identified seven success factors from among uh, the incredible winners that we've we've had and they were things like pioneering visionary strategies being able to of course influence across the organization championing the digital workplace also as i said earlier being really generous in terms of sharing knowledge and expertise and then having that real understanding of employees um, as well um, and a few other things but just incredible people and we went back and looked at our first winner who was Kevin Cassidy who at that time was in BMY Mellon and tracked you know how his career had progressed since winning that award uh, which was really exciting and he talked about some of the themes we've been talking about today, things like the importance of listening, of being empathetic, of how you build a great digital workplace team uh, around you. So that leader perspective was, was really a fascinating one for me. And then we dug into the six pillars of the Digital Workplace Award, strategy rationale, governance, features, user engagement, and business impact to really understand what are the, what are the key trends there and so i'll just pull out a few as examples and when we were looking at the strategies that we'd seen over the years there was this incredible clarity and simplicity that always got commented on by the judges so while these are really ambitious strategies it's almost as if a lot of work had gone into really um articulating those in 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 a really simple way and then making it very clear how those words would translate into action and really setting out that sense of purpose as well, uh, which is, is always brilliant to see. You know, we look at the, the governance, sometimes oh, it doesn't sound like the most exciting area, but, but looking at how organisations have put in really comprehensive and robust governance frameworks that go into areas like Christy picked up on around, you know, that, that user experience 
elements. They really take in different areas of the organization, different layers, and for some really kind of elevating the, the language as well that's used. So having that clear kind of purpose and scope and kind of you know, using as well labels that, that really are quite exciting as well. So we have the People Experience Council at IAG. So it's not just about the kind of structures and processes, but something that really gets people excited as well. And then, of course, the features that we see. And these are things that we're not just looking for shiny, wizzy things for the sake of it, but things that make a real difference to the lives of employees and um, in some cases are quite innovative as well. For example, we've seen a, a, an AI-powered employee burnout analysis, which was last year, which was, was really fascinating to see, helping people to really get work done. Things like the MyHub at Liberty Mutual, which um, has featured in the, in the awards program as well. And, you know, these aspects that really help people find people, find information, you know, on the move. So very, very kind of diverse set of, of areas there. I could go on, but I, maybe just one area I'd like to pull out. And this is around the impact. And, you know, you and I have talked a lot in recent times about telling this impact story. And, and it's perhaps an area in our industry where there's quite a lot of opportunity. And we've seen some great examples of how the winners have been able to talk about the levels, levels of adoption they've achieved, but go beyond that to talk about maybe cost saving, maybe productivity, um, and then also to show aspects of the sentiments. So how do people really feel when they're working in that digital workplace? You know, how satisfied or engaged are they? And uh, certainly with DBS Bank in their 2021 win, we were excited to see how they were also showing how their digital workplace initiatives were making a positive impact for the environment as well. So seeing what's possible in terms of telling the story of the impact of these intranets and digital workplaces, I think is really exciting. And of course, this is what then helps to ensure longer term sustainability for the plans for investment and for continually getting people involved and excited uh, about the possibilities as well. I really like that, Elizabeth, that uh, mention of the opportunity to better tell the story of value in this space. And I totally agree with you. I think that this is a space that it's not always easy to connect the dots to a lot of those business driver type metrics that, that get the executives excited and, and make their eyes light up. Uh, it's, it's connecting the dots to those types of, of value drivers. It's not always in a one-to-one -one when looking at employee experience one thing that I was really impressed with, specifically with um, Coca-Cola, is just the the way that they leveraged their data and how they positioned the data for their stakeholders, for their leadership, to be able to easily, like at a glance, see where things stood. Um, they even had indicators on these dashboards of what the targets were, so you could see again at a glance how close you are to the target. Are you, are you meeting your targets? Are you lagging with your targets? And I just thought that was so impressive uh, here at Liberty Mutual. I've, I've been here about 
four months now. So um, getting uh, getting my bearings, but the, the amount of data that is available here and how it's used is just so impressive. And I think that that might be an, a new kind of emerging area of opportunity is looking at with employee experience, there's so much data available. What are the right ways to connect that data in an effective way to really show the value um, that, that a lot of our teams are bringing in the employee experience space? Absolutely. I mean, you, you take a step back, Christy, and look at all of the different elements that we've explored. Yes, an awards program can be part of how you surface your impact story because that's third-party validation. Um, You can undergo benchmarking evaluations. Elizabeth mentioned that a short time ago. Um, Whether it's looking at, you know, your digital workplace overall or key elements of it like modern internet or digital collaboration tools. And, And that gives you a really good way of sizing up an independent evaluation Um, looking outside in to compare how an organization looks against good practice. But then internally, with the technology advancing as much as as it is nowadays, a lot of the third-party vendors who are delivering software as a service are much more thoughtful about A, the employee experience as we talked about earlier, but B, the measurement capabilities and the visualization of those measurement capabilities so that these dashboards are uh, telling of a clearer picture so that organizations can actually start to make smarter decisions about how to manage this ecosystem and then tell those impact stories. And so measurement in general has been a real challenge within the digital workplace arena and then telling the story uh, as the wrapper around that so that it inspires decisions or continuous improvement, et cetera. For the first time, I heard uh, a member share with me that they've actually brought in a data scientist into the digital workplace team to ensure that Love they that. are yeah <laughs> to ensure that they are interpreting the results appropriately because they are taking key decisions and so sometimes early on um, the data will flag up the need to give attention to the data but as maturity sets in it becomes very much part of the governance story and and how digital workplace decisions get made and what focus is needed next. So it finally feels like a coming of age story is unfolding on the impact side. And when you think about the fact that the digital workplace became the essential workplace uh, in the wake of the pandemic, part of what is critical with strategic assets inside of an organization is the ability to tell that story and to back it up with data. Yeah, it's 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 interesting. It's just that that shift in the importance of the digital workplace. I was even thinking as we are talking through this kind of how do you tell your story, even things like with Fidelity, the digital workplace of the year winner, they had organized their squads in terms of like around employee needs. So 
like things like personalization and productivity. And I just thought that was a really interesting approach that, you know, now you're even structuring your digital workplace teams around that user experience, that employee focus versus this is the support team. This is the XYZ team. Now we're the productivity team, the personalization team, the findability team. And I think that's a really interesting approach and something that I imagine we'll probably see more of too as, as we as we kind of shift more to the importance of the employee experience. So, of course, I have to pick up on this idea of looking ahead. <laughs> so, Elizabeth, what can you tell us about the 2023 awards program? Okay, so, um, well, one thing I can say is look out for an announcement quite soon, ready for, I think, a spring launch of the program. So that's just a little hint. Uh, we will, of course, have Digital Workplace of the Year track. We will have the Modern Intranet track. And we're actually making a slight change in the people area this year. So you heard it here first. So we've decided to evolve, in a way, the Digital Workplace Leader of the Year into a Digital Workplace Team of the Year. And I think, you know, the Leader Award has been so thrilling and so inspiring and I think every time we give that award and listen to the acceptance speech those leaders always talk about their team and the brilliance of their team that they've put together and we wanted a way to widen I guess that circle of kudos really to include the leader so we still want to acknowledge those people very much at the forefront of you know pioneering this digital workplace and the internet but also that incredible team around them so again look out on the airwaves for um, an announcement about that new award category and we're excited because I think a lot of people are going to be uh, excited about that award well I can echo that excitement Christy your reaction to the change for 2023 I think that's great what a like neat way to kind of shift and open up that opportunity for the larger teams that I know from experience put so much blood, sweat, and tears into um, the, the work that they do for the employee experience. So that's, that's wonderful. And I think when I stop and look at conversations that we're having with members day to day, there's a real thirst for understanding team composition, team dynamics. So this feels like a very natural evolution of the awards program, Elizabeth. And interestingly enough, I just had an aha moment. <laughs> of course, we designed and built a new benchmark this year that looks at digital workplace management. And so last year, we launched a new modern intranet benchmark, and that's working alongside the new awards category. And now this year, we, we have the digital workplace management side of things. So for members in our circle, I think we'll be able to have an even more meaningful conversation looking at how the data sets come together for the two, the awards program and the benchmarking outputs to really help them think through what's needed next on a team level, on a management level, on a governance level. And I think that's part of the beauty of, of entering the awards and indeed getting benchmarked is the process that goes into 
writing that award to thinking about the areas that have progressed, you know, the different projects, the, the different aspects of the programme and the people involved has that usefulness in a, a tool of reflection and also understanding, you know, what we've done well, what's next. Uh, so, so I think that's, I think that's really important to emphasize as well. Absolutely. We're just about at the end of our time together, Christy and Elizabeth. So as we look to cap off this discussion, any final thoughts, insights, calls to action that you'd like to share? Maybe we can start with you, Christy. Sure. Yeah. So first and foremost, thank you so much to DWG for the opportunity to be a judge. Um, the whole process was went very smoothly and I just really enjoyed myself, like I said, kind of reading through this large book of all of these different entries. It was it was just so wonderful to be a part of that. Um, I will say that what's interesting that I think we really need to start to push ourselves to do more in this space is around experimentation. So that has become a theme for me and my team at Liberty Mutual is how can we get things out there faster to experiment, to test and learn and be able to iterate. I think Nancy, you you talked about it a little bit earlier um, in our conversation around learning as we go. And I think that that is so important and kind of a theme that maybe we can carry forward that idea of experimentation and maybe taking a little bit of risk and getting things out there because I feel like employees are good about letting you know what's working and what's not. And so making sure that we're not spending two, three years of these behemoth efforts to put something out there. The landscape is changing so quickly. And I think it's really key now to focus on that, that whole idea around experimentation. Absolutely. When you stop and think about the fact that we've put the employee experience at the center of the digital workplace, having our employees influence the direction of the agenda as it's unfolding, giving that real-time feedback is a critical part of that story. And I think we all need to become life learners. Five years from now, there are going to be quite a few careers and roles that didn't exist before. And we constantly need to be in listening and learning mode to become more adaptable, whether it's as digital workplace teams or on the other side um, as part of, you know, our collective employee experience. Yeah, that's such a great point. You know, my, my role at Liberty Mutual is, focused on the engineering experience, which, you know, was a little bit of a risk for me going from employee experience to engineering experience. But that's really one of the things that attracted me to the role and to Liberty Mutual is the idea of having a very focused role, looking at an individual persona's experience. And it it makes me wonder, is there, are we going to start seeing more of that even beyond just engineering experience? Maybe there's you know, frontline experience um, professionals, maybe there's, you know, contact center experience professionals. It'll be interesting to see, are there elements of digital workplace teams that then become embedded within um, different 
organizational groups that get a more focused in depth look at that experience. So I, th I think it's, I'm excited about my role. And so I would, I would be excited to see more of that at other companies. So Elizabeth, this comes back to that idea of pioneering, doesn't it? And you've both touched on points that, that, that I feel strongly about as well. You know, Christy, with the, you were saying about experimentation and we've seen at certain times in the awards, uh, real innovations coming through and, and teams kind of changing up the way that they, that, that, that they can do it and really kind of setting their own track. And I would love to see more of that innovative practice uh, coming through in the awards program uh, and just what's possible with the array of digital tools. And that goes into what we were talking earlier about the kind of measurements and the impact and, and you know, using that array of data to really uh, tell that impactful story. Um, and then also, Nancy, you're talking about this learning mindset. And, you know, that came up earlier with the Fidelity team. And for all of us, this focus that we need around digital dexterity, which is, of course, is a, is a topic close to my heart, that instead of having ideas of, you know, we train around a particular tool or we train just for the next piece of technology or the next feature that we need, but actually opening that up to a much broader conception of digital dexterity in terms of, you know, the awareness of the tools, of the possibilities, of the upsides and the downsides uh, of, of using these tools so that we can really get the most out of them, really optimise what we're doing and also kind of thrive and partake and make sure that everyone can, can, can kind of do that within the digital world of work as well. So really, really important areas. Well, Elizabeth, Christy, I always find time with the two of you individually or collectively inspiring, engaging, exciting. And I'm leaving this conversation with such optimism for what we'll uncover together as part of the 2023 awards program. Before we end our time together, Elizabeth, have we missed anything? It's your last chance to <laughs> well, give a special note if you have one. <laughs> well, just to say that, um, as, as I mentioned earlier, there's the report, um, do download and, 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 you know, dig into that. There's so much in there. And then there's, of course, a blog series for the recent winners of the awards. And, and those will link through to a, a Hall of Fame where you can see uh, previous winners. And we'll be digging in a bit further with some of our winners in our roster of member events this fall. So we have, I think, Fidelity Investments on November 17th, uh, we have SAP December the 6th, and uh, the marvellous Christy Litchford on December the 15th. So there's a real programme as we head towards the end of the year to give people that kind of ideas and inspiration for the work that they're doing. So the journey continues. Thank you both for coming into the studio today. Such a pleasure to chat with you both. And Looking forward to tapping into all of those great events, Elizabeth and Christy, until our next virtual coffee. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much for having me today. This is great. Great speaking with you both. Digital Workplace Impact is brought to you by the Digital Workplace Group. DWG is a strategic partner covering all aspects of the evolving digital workplace industry and boutique consulting services. For more information, visit digitalworkplacegroup.com.